Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride interview series, as we are very pleased to have a legend in the TV industry, as far as I'm concerned, the CBS sideline reporter, Tracy Wolfson. Uh, Tracy will be on the Chiefs-Browns week one game with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Tracy, I got to imagine you're really excited to get back to Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, I can't wait. A filled Arrowhead Stadium, which we really missed last year, and uh just to get back into the groove, back on a schedule. I'm a mom of three boys. I'm dealing with back to school today and chaos and trying to deal with all their schedules. I just need to get back to my schedule, back into a routine and back to some football. We certainly missed it. Yeah, we imagine that this game in particular, I mean, you've been in Arrowhead before there was the whole pandemic and, and everything. The fact that it's full capacity for the first time since what would be the 2019 AFC title game should make for quite an environment. Oh, my God, it's going to be electric. It's going to be rocking. And then think about the fact that it's the Browns and then, right. you know, what happened in the playoffs and then them coming off of the Super Bowl loss. There's just so much emotion, I think, that's going to go into it. And I think for the players also just to look up and a lot of those rookies that never got that opportunity to really feel what it's like to play in Arrowhead. And so I think for, for us also, though, you know, to have it's funny because Nan said he's like, now I got to deal with crowd noise. I was so used to not using crowd noise. <laughs> And using it pumped in my ear and um, you know it'll become like second nature again and just go back to the old times but I think right away we're going to really feel the difference I know for me I was got so used to being in the stands being in a mode not being on the field I cannot wait to step on that field for the first time again because I've really missed it just being personal having that relationship with the players and the coaches pregame being able to talk to them on eye level uh, it's going to be great to be back and I love Kansas City especially this time of the year uh, I just love being out there the weather's going to be gorgeous so really you can't ask for a better opening day. Yeah, well this is obviously a divisional round rematch you'd mentioned that you were at this last game when it was a little different, but I want to go back before we get into this game uh, to that one play that has gotten, I think, more famous because of the broadcast. Chad Henney gets <laughs> to fourth and in inches and we have Tony Romo reacting. Let's go to the clip and just watch it one more time. There's no play. Just look at the body language. Oh, there is a play. Henny rolling out, throws it. Hell! And the Chiefs are heading to the AFC Championship game. Only Andy Reid gets a shotgun on fourth and inch. And throws the ball with a back quarterback. There's no way. He shocked everybody. 
I mean, that is impossible. I've never seen it. So there you go. It's become a famous call in Kansas City. What was the reaction to your team and your crew upon realizing that Tony was going that crazy? He's usually very good at predicting what was wrong for once. I know, right? There's so much to unpack there. But I mean, we know Andy Reid so well, right? So in your mind, in the back of your mind, you have to think that he had something <laughs> up his sleeve, right? Um I loved it, though. That is Tony Romo. That's what he's great at. Um, yeah, he he's known for predicting the plays, but that's just because of the preparation he does. It's because how well he knows the the game and how, you know, how much information he gets from these coaches. Um, but, you know, the passion he brings, the excitement he brings. So even though he might have been wrong, it was like he made that call <laughs> perfect. Um, and I think that's how everyone was, what everyone was thinking. Everyone's like, yeah. ah, I was just going to quarterback sneak it, take the time out. Right. Uh, but that's not Andy Reid for you. And I absolutely loved it. I love the reaction. It had us going crazy. Um, and that's what he's so good at. Yeah. I want to ask you about Tony and not to say that before you didn't have a great understanding. You've been doing this a long time and you've been doing it at a really, really high level, which is why we've seen you have so much success since you started working with Tony. How much more maybe have you and, and Jim learned about the game? Yeah. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I can tell you I've learned so much just like a fan has learned. And I think right. one of the things he does really well, and we always say, you know, remember to go back to the basics because we have so many fans out there that don't really know the game. Like Tony knows the game or a former player knows the game or a former, you know, coach knows the game. And so you have to really dumb it down. So to say a little bit, and I think he does a really good job and he might be like, you know, you got to watch out for the rap player. And then he'll explain what that is. And I'll have, he'll explain, you know, what Tampa two is and he'll go into some detail. And he said it on a call recently because someone asked him about that. And he said, you know, I think we actually had a great conversation with all of the analysts, play-by-play -play and reporters um, at our production meeting this year going into the season. We were trying to learn from each other. One of the things that I think everyone learned from Tony is he says, you know, I establish everything really early on. If it's going to be that type of game where they're going to use Tampa 2, I'm going to explain that really early on so I don't have to explain it each time. And right. I think that's what he's really good at, and he loves doing that. He loves teaching. I ask him questions all the time. That's one of the things we really missed about not being out on the road together, not being able to go to dinners and hanging out on a Friday, Saturday night is that conversation. We'll sit down at a dinner and, oh, it sounds like, oh, you're just going out and having a good time. But right. to be honest, you're learning so much. And not only am I learning from him, he's learning from me about stories I might have researched that he didn't even know about that he can incorporate into the broadcast. Same thing with Jim. He brings so much to the table and it really becomes that team effort. But I have to admit, I agree. Um, and I learned so much working with Phil, too. We sat and watched film all the time, Phil and I. Um, but Tony's just different. And yeah. um, I still I, I get the chance to learn from him every day. You mentioned the dinners and hanging out. Do you guys have a go to spot in Kansas City? Well, um, we love any barbecue. We've been to 239. <laughs> I mean, you kind of can't go wrong there. Right. During COVID, it was Jack Stacks, just because it was kind of right near our hotel, very easy to take out. Um, and then we wind up at the Capitol Grill a lot because we stay right close to there. It's very easy. This year, it's going to be kind of all outside as much as we can. So um, those are a few. But I put out actually for the first time on Instagram this year, I, or this, yeah, this season, I decided, let me ask every home team fan, you know, what should I visit in your city that I don't know about? I've been to Kansas City right. a bunch of times, but 
what should I visit? And I, of course, I got a lot of barbecue places. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, the National, you know, World War II Museum or the yeah. Park Alley that someone mentioned. But um, I loved it. I got so many, you know, barbecue places that I have to like make sure I hit when I when I head there. Kansas City just loves a bar or a restaurant and especially the barbecue restaurants. And one thing I'll say about Twitter is it's actually really good for recommendations. I have found that in recent years and, and you throw out anything and you, you typically will find the best place uh, for whatever it is you're looking for. But enough, let's get into this game. I, I was wondering as you're coming into Kansas City to cover this, what are some of the storylines that you're looking at in this particular week one matchup? Well, I mean, if you take Kansas City, and we had a chance to speak to them today, I think there's a lot of question marks going on right now on the defensive side of the ball, and specifically with Tyron Matthew. We still don't know whether he'll be out there. And one of the things I asked Fags is, when you don't have Tyron Matthew, certainly you lose the talent on the field, but you lose the energy, the emotion, the leadership off the field. And in a game like this, you're going to need that because you know that Cleveland's going to bring it. And so, you know, Anthony Hitchens, a guy who, who might be able to step up, who will be able to step up in that role, but losing Tyra Matthew would be really would real be really tough. And as Fag said, they wouldn't be able to do some of the things they'd like to do. Um, I think that's a question mark. I think Frank Clark being potentially limited is a question mark. But then you go to the offensive side because I think that's what everyone wants to talk about, of course, because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to talk about the <laughs> offensive line? Because that is the yeah. storyline going into this, this revamped uh, offensive line. I had a chance to watch it. ESPN today and I heard I, I don't remember who it was is like they're the best offensive line in football come week 18 well that might be true and Andy Reid said maybe but we have no idea how they're going to gel how they're going to perform right. against this defensive line these edge rushers of Cleveland and so they added Davian Clowney whether he'll be able to play with the illness but I think that's the biggest question mark is seeing how this offensive line uh, that has a few inexperienced guys on it gels together and then watching Patrick. I think what you're going to see from him is especially in front of a really good offensive line is, is one of the things he pointed out is he doesn't want to just rush to scramble. He, he really wants to take his time in the pocket, make sure that he is comfortable in there before scrambling. He doesn't have to take off as quickly as he, as he's, feels like he tends to do. And it's funny, you watch a guy like him who's so good, and you're like, how can he improve? Well, he finds things to improve on every year. And I think after the Super Bowl loss, he made a point of watching every single play in that Super Bowl game and realized that maybe sometimes he took off too quickly. So I think we're going to see a little bit of that. Um, I'd love to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire and what they do in the run game, um, how they get him more involved in the passing game as well. So there's a lot to unfold on that side of the ball. And then, of course, you have the Cleveland Browns. And I wouldn't say they're out for revenge, but this is a big game for them. This is a a tone setter. This is a chance for them to kind of make a statement. Um, They've had a lot of changeover. I think their defense is going to be really good this year. Um, One of the players I'm obsessed with right now is Manusum. I think he's going to be great stepping in there from Northwestern. He's going to be tough. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play him. Um, so I think you, you have that and you have OBJ back, right? And how does he fit back in? Uh, and then how healthy is he? So I think there's a lot of pieces, you know, there's a lot of different storylines. And I go into a game with a lot of stuff and you just don't know where that game's going to go. So you kind of prepare for every angle and, and hope that it all works out. But there's a lot of storylines coming into this one. 
Yeah, for the fans that are either listening or watching to us or watching us right now, these production meetings are just chock full of great information that a lot of times, you know, we that are on the day to day don't get. If there's one thing I'm ever like journalistic jealous about, it's that (laughs) these production meetings, you really find out some nuggets. And you mentioned the offensive line. As you think back to your vast experience, do you ever remember three rookies week one on the line and just the mystery that goes into that? No, I don't. And um, I think it's it'll be interesting because in this environment, there'll be nerves. Um, they're going again. It's not like they're facing any ordinary defensive line either and the two guys that they have on the edge. So um, this will be kind of that, uh, let's see where they are, right? And let's see. But I feel like they feel very comfortable coming in, according to Andy Reid, according to Patrick Mahomes. We spoke to Kelsey today. They all feel like this offensive line has really – kind of shown a little bit more um, like they've acted like veterans as, and not like rookies, you know, they've come in there, they're confident. um, They don't feel scared of that moment. And they've got guys like Tooney and Orlando to be able to kind of help them. And, you know, through this, which is going to be, it's going to be a learning curve, you know, but I think that this is a great opening game to see where they are. Um, And like, Andy Reid said, I mean, this isn't going to be perfect, right? right. They are going to have to, t- you know, have some time to gel. But certainly my eyes, I know that people ask me, how do you handle the sideline and where do you stay? And um, right away, I can tell you, I'm going to start on the Kansas City sideline. I'm going to be watching that offensive line. And I'm going to be, you know, just really honed in on what they're talking about and, you know, the interaction between them. And I think that's going to be really important and telling to see how this line has success or not. I think on talk radio, I'm thinking going back to when you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. Talk radio and the articles and we already discussed Twitter, but some of the Twitter commentary, a lot of people are, are writing off Odell Beckham Jr. And where I find that interesting is we were in the press conference with C. Spagnola today, and he was like, no, he is still very much a game wrecker. And you parlay that now with the idea that this team does not know if it'll have Tyron Matthew. Do you think that potentially what Odell Beckham Jr. can do and his health versus maybe not having a completely healthy secondary may be the secondary matchup to watch to the Chiefs offensive line versus this talented front seven? Yeah, I, I actually do. I don't know what we're going to get from OBJ, though. We haven't right. had a chance to talk to him yet. We haven't spoken to Cleveland yet, which we're going to do on Saturday. But um, you don't know how healthy is he. He's still limited to practice. Will he be on a pitch count? You don't really know what OBJ you're going to get. But the fear, as what Spags talked about, being a game wrecker, and they didn't get a chance to see him, obviously, last year in that playoff game. And that was something that, you know, certainly Cleveland missed having him out there. Uh, You don't know what you're going to get. But once he's out there, he is a threat every time. And certainly they will be aware of that and they'll have to have a game plan for that, which, you know, they will. And you know that Spags will will have that. Um, You know, but I you're right about all the talk on Twitter and everything about OBJ and where he fits in and how great Mayfield did without him off the field. (laughs) And I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, maybe they're better off without him. I mean, he is a talent. When he is out there at full strength, he is a talent. And if you watched his training videos this past year after coming off that ACL, he looks to be in really good shape. He looks to be really focused um, and, and ready to, 
you know, make another impact this year. And I think the combination of him and Jarvis Landry are always ones. And I love Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm a Michigan girl, as you can see behind me. So I think he's going to add something to it. Um, but I think we'll be watching OBJ. And, you know, I think people underestimate the relationship that Baker Mayfield has with Odell Beckham. Because off the field, they are together a lot. And so I, they were just in Montana in the week in the, the weekend off. So um, I think he, you're right. I think that is going to be a big storyline going into this game for the Cleveland Browns. Just a question or two more here with Tracy Wolfson, the CBS sideline reporter working with Jim Nance and Tony Romo on this Sunday's Chiefs-Browns game, 325 p.m. We call it Arrowhead time. We're very excited about it. If you're not making it out to the stadium, uh, you should for sure watch this broadcast. I can almost guarantee you'll be watching this broadcast. So I'd, I'd imagine, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, your question or main question that you wanted to ask the Chiefs had to do with the offensive line. As you get to talk to the Browns on Saturday, is, does it have to do with Odell Beckham Jr., or is there potentially something else on your mind that you may want to find out in the, the production meeting with the Browns? Yeah, I mean, I like to also take a step back and look at kind of how they're viewing this season, the lofty expectations, how they handle that in the locker room. I think that's really important. You want to, don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. I think there's that management. Um, I think Odell is. He is a big part of, of this storyline and of this game. Uh, I think Baker, I think, you know, what his, you know, what he needs to do this year to earn that contract extension. I think that will be a conversation. Um, probably won't dive too deep into the contract, but just right. what he feels he needs to do to take that next step. There's continuity for him as well. He finally gets a full season again. Um, COVID interrupted so many, you know, things and so much with so many of these players. Um, so I think that benefits him. And then the revamp defense, I mean, not even the revamp, but I think for Woods, this is a, a big step, a big year for him in terms of his defense um, and what they can do. So uh, I'm, I'm loving to hear about, you know, Miles Garrett and what he's done in the offseason and his combination with Jadevi and Clowney. And hopefully Clowney will be able to play because that defensive line is going to be extremely interesting. Um, I, I love it. I think there's a lot of storylines, you know, to talk about in this game. And uh, we're just going to unfold them as the game unfolds. We're going to know which way to go and how it's all going to play out. Clowney, of course, dealing with an illness as of this recording. We will see if he does play. Final question. I know you guys don't pick the games, but I just want to ask you blanket about the Chiefs season. Uh, what are your expectations for the Chiefs in 2021? I have high expectations like I've had the last few years, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not just saying it. I absolutely love this team. I, I've been around them for a long time. Um, it kind of reminds me of, of all the Broncos teams with Peyton that I covered. I covered him for a long time. I saw the success they had there. I loved going there. I loved being a part of it, and I loved watching them. And every time I, I covered them, I felt like they were going to win. I kind of feel the same way with the Chiefs. It's just because they're – great to work with. They have such talent. They bring the energy, the stadium. There's so many things. And, and when you're going to all these different teams and seeing, you know, all these different um, sites and players and stadiums, that's how you kind of, you kind of view your, your viewpoint. I mean, to be honest, everyone always asks me, oh, are they going to win this? Are they going to have success? I actually look at the team. I take a step back. I'm on the sideline. I look at the camaraderie. I look at, you know, how they are a team on the offensive and defensive side of the ball and how they work together and the personalities they have. That goes into success just as much as the talent on the field. And I believe that this Chiefs 
team has it. They've had it. They've been successful. And I think they're going to be successful again this season. I want to bring my screen up for this last thing. And and that's just to recommend. I saw this great article that came out. I believe it was today about you from sportsbusinessjournal.com. It's called Tracy Wolfson knew as a child that she wanted to be on air, a mother of three. Uh, There were no shortcuts. That is really worth your time. You provide a tremendous insight, but get on to sportsbusinessjournal.com and and make sure you read that. Uh, Be sure to follow Tracy on Twitter, uh, at Tracy Wolfson. Tracy, we we really thank you for spending some time with us at at Arrowhead Pride. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it and hope to see you out in Kansas City.